fighting for freedom every day. They are absolutely desperate to pretend the last four years never happened and for them to go back to what they like to do before, which is create these massive spending bills to pretend that it's really, really important to you when you only get about 5% of what's in the bill and they can't do it because we're aware of it. We're paying attention to it and they don't like that. This is the Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. You're darn right, it's the Voice of Reason. Hey, welcome into the program. It is a Friday. You finally made it to the end of the weekend. Boy, do we have a lot to talk about today. <laughs> it never seems to end. I have, We're going to cover the Kyle Rittenhouse thing. I have not done so this entire uh, hearing, and there's a reason I've been waiting to do this. We'll get to that here in just a second. We have more issues on the economy. We have the Green New Deal initiatives out of the infrastructure package. We'll have Gregory Wrightstone, CO2 Coalition, and author of the book Inconvenient Facts. You can find him at inconvenientfacts.xyz. He'll be joining us at the bottom of the hour to talk about that here in just a little bit. One of my more favorite topics to talk about, I think, to have some fun going into a weekend. So welcome into the show, broadcasting live out of the heart of the nation here in Wichita, Kansas, on our flagship radio station all over the country, radio, TV, live streaming, and podcasting. Welcome aboard your Millennial General reporting for duty like we do every single day. I want to start off with kind of a feel-good story-ish. Or maybe it's more of a an exposing individuals who don't like feel good stories. Maybe I don't I don't really know how to set that one up. But there's a weird, crazy concept in the world today that if you work really, really hard and if you have your own self discipline, that you can be successful. <laughs> yeah. I know that that's a foreign thing for a lot of individuals in society today, especially those on the other side of the aisle, where that's just crazy to them, right? They don't like self-discipline. They don't like actually taking personal responsibility. They don't like actually the hard work ethic to actually pay off. They like to play the victim. The problem is, is that that mindset has been spread so much into society today that it's actually kind of a rarity when we see someone actually working hard and showing self-discipline and actually succeeding in life and actually doing good things. I'm not saying it doesn't happen because it does happen all the time, but the media hates to report on it. And that's not, unfortunately, the mindset that we're getting, the motivation, the hoorah feel-good that we're getting out of Washington, D.C. Here's what I mean, and here's an example for it. Now, I have not watched the NFL this entire season. I haven't watched the NFL in probably five or six years at all. Not a single game, not the Super Bowl, not nothing. I haven't watched any football. I don't know how many you have. I just kind of stopped watching after the whole political garbage and Colin Kaepernick and everything else that came out uh, with the NFL and how poorly they've handled this entire thing. I have zero interest to do so. I'm way too busy. I have way too much going on. And when I do have time to focus on entertainment things, it is definitely not sports or the NFL. Just my personal thing. Everybody does what they want to do. Who cares? The reason I bring it up, though, is there's a headline out of MSN today. Beneath the mystery of Tom Brady's greatness is a modest secret, self-discipline. <laughs> and when I saw the headline, and yes, I did went to MSN.com today because I figured what the heck's going on on the other side of the aisle with the lunacy and what can we bring for entertainment purposes on the program today? And when I saw this, I had to laugh. And it's, a, it's an original piece out of the Washington Post, but I laughed because... This apparently is a rarity today. Now, I want you to put this into perspective, if you will. Tom Brady's what, in his mid-40s now? 
still playing in the NFL. It's a rarity that he's that old, still dominating. He's got so many NFL Super Bowl rings. He's playing for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers now, as opposed to the New England Patriots, the the quabbling. And I remember those stories between him and the coach of the New England Patriots, Bill Belichick. Doesn't matter, whatever. But the fact that he's that old and he's still succeeding and he's brain he has brains enough to continue to play smartly in the game, they're asking, how do you do it? How do you do it, Tom Brady? And the question, the, the results is, well, self-discipline. He continues to work hard. He doesn't go crazy and relax. He doesn't, like I've seen a few of the videos of him partying like after the victory of a game or a Super Bowl. Outside of that, he's in practice. He's doing his thing. He's training the new guys. He's helping out. And I just left because it's such a stupid story that doesn't need to be reported on. Okay, great. Tom Brady's older and he's still playing in the NFL and yet he's still succeeding in the NFL at the age that he's at. That's awesome. How did you do it? You work hard. Wow, what a concept. I it's a, the fact that this is the groundbreaking news from the mainstream media today boggles my mind because guess what? Crazy concept regardless of your political affiliation, regardless of your identity politics or your religion that you follow or your skin color or your gender or your uh, sexual orientation or whatever. If you put work ethic into something, you're going to succeed. Whether you're starting ahead of some few people because you were handed things as a kid or whether you have to start from scratch in the bare bottom and you have to break some kind of family tradition or some type of family you know, trauma that's going on and you got to start from scratch where your family had never gone and graduated high school. Guess what? You broke that trend. You graduated high school. Maybe you went on to college. Maybe just with that GED or that high school diploma, you were able to go on and make a $60,000 a year income by doing the right things and working hard. And you show up before the boss. You leave after the boss. You put in the extra hoorah. You got those bonuses. And wow, guess what? You were able to succeed. Again, it shouldn't be news, but the fact that that's groundbreaking news now is silly is stupid to me because this should be common sense and this should be what was promoted. And by the way, the Donald Trump administration did promote that. If you would listen to the State of the Union speeches over the last few years, if you would listen to him on the campaign trail, that you can do anything that you set your mind to, regardless of all the garbage you try to throw out there. Again, I have a daughter, seven-year-old daughter. She is in second grade, and I teach her that, that you can do anything that you want to do. The sky is the limit. And she says she wants to be a veterinarian and take care of animals, typical for that age. She also wants to be a ballerina, typical for that age. She also wants to be a doctor, typical for that. I mean, cool. You know what? Do all those things. I, I keep telling her she's going to be president. And she goes, no, Dada. But I, t- I think she's going to be president because I'm going to make her president by being involved in politics. <laughs> but she can do anything she wants to. I don't care what society tries to say. Because that's stupid. There's a crazy world right now to where it's easier to play the victim, which is why we see right now, by the way, so many people sitting on social programs not wanting to go out and work. We saw a second month in a row, by the way, with a record number of workers quitting their jobs. Now, some of them are going to get better jobs. Other people are worried about the COVID-19 vaccine mandates, which I encourage you again for the umpteenth time. If you are looking to try and leave your job because of the COVID-19 vaccine mandates, do not quit your job, but wait for them to fire you because that creates the lawsuits to where you can get your job back with maybe a little extra compensation. Who knows? Although I wouldn't recommend that either because that's, to me at least, that's the new American dream that drives me nuts. No longer is it to work hard to succeed, but it's to find find <laughs> find a way to sue somebody so that way you can get some type of settlement and live cushy. Not the proper way to do things. 
According to CNN, a record 4.4 million Americans quit their jobs for the month of September as the volume of available jobs is empowering workers to have their pick. That's their argument? That's their argument, is that the sheer jobs available is why so many people are leaving their jobs to find new jobs. Is it true? To a degree. I would say maybe 20% of those jobs, the 4.4 million people leaving their workforce or leaving the jobs, I would say maybe 20% of that is because they're finding better jobs. But can you explain something to me, please? In a situation, in a realm, in a world right now, when we have massive inflation, when there's a supply chain issue because they refuse to let those ships dock on the coast of California and that western coast when we're trying to get them down to Florida because apparently Florida is the only place they can actually allow ships to actually dock and unload their supplies when we actually try to get those out when there's a massive demand for people to go and buy things that there's a shortage of jobs right now and that they're finding better pay I mean maybe they're finding better pay companies are desperate to try and get workers right now so maybe that's working to a degree But let's look and see what type of industries are actually seeing the largest demand. The slowing demand for workers in the leisure and hospitality industry was the cause of the modest decline in available jobs in September. The demand for workers in the leisure and hospitality industry. Now, let me ask you a question for just a second. The leisure and hospitality industry, do you see them like skyrocketing prices and wages and actually take care of individuals that way? Maybe a little bit because they're so desperate, but there's a fine line between what they can afford to pay somebody and then what they can't afford because they're trying to ask for too much outside of the market value. What else is going on with the leisure and hospitality industry? Oh, that's right. Those are the same individuals that have to deal with the general public every single day. Those are the individuals that have to go to work and put on the smile and do customer service for the general public every single day, the leisure and hospitality industry. What goes along with working with the public in today's industry, whether it's with a restaurant, whether it's the leisure and hospitality, whether it's a bar and nightclub, what goes along with that industry right now? Oh, that's right, the COVID-19 pandemic. Slowing demand for workers in the leisure and hospitality industry was the cause of the modest decline in available jobs. Uh, as they see a nation that has 10.4 million job openings down from the 10.6. I'm glad you created 200,000 jobs. Who are out well done? Um, the COVID-19 vaccine mandates are killing this workforce. And they're blaming it on people going and just finding these happy, leisurely jobs, which is not, just not the case. That might contribute some. But the fact that they're actually putting all of the blame on this shows how desperate these guys are because right now they are not promoting what we said at the beginning. They're not promoting the mindset of working hard to succeed. They're promoting the concept that you do what the government says, you pay just a little, you uh, get your little bit of compensation, and then you get social programs to take care of the rest. Don't worry about it. COVID's still here. You should be very scared of COVID-19. Don't worry about it. You should actually be terrified of what's going to happen with the general public because if you don't get that vaccine or if you come across someone that doesn't have the vaccine, you'll probably die. So while we gained 200,000 jobs, quote-unquote, over the last month, 4.4 million Americans still quitting their jobs is a huge concern. We still have 100 million workers across the nation that can't find jobs or aren't getting jobs, or at least out of the workforce right now, as in they're not getting unemployment benefits because the unemployment rates go down, and they're not looking actively looking for jobs, and they don't have a job. 100 million workers across this nation. That's a little insane. 
we have a serious issue that takes it to the next level, which makes me think that there's some type of strategy to make this all play out. Here's the next headline from CNN. Yes, again, I went to CNN. I sunk my head into the sewer, and I looked to see what they were doing there, and it was very sickening. Here's the headline. America hiring a record number of robots. Again, because people are leaving their jobs. Companies in North America added a record a record number of robots in the first nine months of the year as they rushed to speed up assembly lines and struggle to add human workers. I just thought in hospitality and leisure and the restaurant industry, I guess, is part of that to a degree, that we just hired a whole bunch of new people. They did some, apparently not enough. Factories and other industrial users ordered 29,000 robots, up 37% more than this time at the same period last year, valuing $1.48 billion, according to the data compiled by the industry group associated for advanced automation. We now have massive amount of robots being hired. Why? Because there's not enough workers to fill those jobs, because those are the jobs where you get to work in close quarters, and you get to work beside somebody, and they're going to spread the virus, and they're probably going to kill you, and you're very afraid, and you should be very afraid. And oh, by the way, it's a wage war, because we don't want to pay you enough, so therefore, to hell with you, we're going to sit on the government dime. Is there a strategy to all this? I'm curious. Because right now, while we're not being promoted, hey, you can do whatever you want to, start at the bottom, work your way up, be very successful in life, we're not promoting that. We're promoting you're a victim. You're probably going to die from COVID. You don't have the same opportunities as somebody else walking in with a million dollars already, so you're not going to get anywhere. Don't hire onto these jobs because the corporations are evil and not paying their taxes. Don't work for these guys. Stay at home. Wait on the social programs. Let them automate things. Let us tax them until we shut them down, and we'll just take care of you. You like that opening for a Friday? we got a lot to get to today. What's the real reason behind all this, and what's the deeper meaning of how everything ties together? We'll do that when we come back. Stay here. The Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. Hey, it's Andy Hoosier with The Voice of Reason. Fighting for conservative principles seems more difficult all the time. The progressive left seems to find new and creative ways to limit freedom, abuse power, and trample the Constitution each and every day. That's why we need the knowledge, resources, and common sense to push back, and we can help with that. Visit our website at HoosierReason.com. There's some really great stuff for you. You can read the latest blog discussing topical issues and current events. Let us know your thoughts by filling out our monthly survey. Keep track of what I might be doing or where I may be speaking. Listen to the podcast of your favorite guest or show. And check out our latest Voice of Reason product infomercials. Plus, you can find upcoming show schedules and guest lineups to plan your radio listening appropriately. And finally, make sure to become a Hoosier-holic by subscribing to the free newsletter. Stay up to date on the latest news of the show, fun facts of the month, and learn new ways to defend and preserve this great republic. It's all there at HoosierReason.com. Again, HoosierReason.com. Go check it out. Why? Because it's kind of the reasonable thing to do. Hey, it's Andy Hoosier. Want to reach out to the show? A big part of the program is you, and we want to hear from you. Let us know your thoughts of the show, maybe a guest we've had on the program, or my favorite, when you disagree with something that I talk about. You can email me at HoosierMediaNetwork at gmail.com or send us a message through our website at HoosierReason.com. The show's not about me. It's about you. So be heard and be your own voice of reason. Again, email me at HoosierMediaNetwork at gmail.com or find our contact information at HoosierReason.com. Miss part of the show? Don't worry about it. There's plenty of ways to catch the program, and here's how you can do it. First, make sure to tune in every day right here on your favorite radio station. We're here for you. Second, subscribe to the podcast on any of your favorite sites. YouTube and iTunes, Spotify and Google Play, TuneIn, Podbean, and more. Have the show automatically downloaded to your favorite device. Last, visit our website at HoosierReason.com. You can listen to the podcast, 
Catch our special features and more. It's the voice of reason on radio, TV, and online, helping you defend and preserve this great republic. You're listening to The Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. Reason, common sense, rationale. That's what we try to at least promote here on the show most days. Mostly. Happy Friday. I didn't mean to get all fired up and angry on the first segment. I'm just, it bothers me because there's so much potential for everybody. And I guess this is my little motivational speech to whoever needs to hear this today. If you don't need to hear it, then awesome. You're in the right spot. If you do need to hear it, then here's a little thing for you. Yes, you can do anything you need. And I'm not just talking about your career-wise. I'm talking about finances. Listen to Dave Ramsey to to figure out how to get out of debt. Be free that way. If you're concerned about your job with either the stability of it or the COVID-19 vaccines that may be coming down or the industry that you're in where you're just not happy, start your own business. There's nothing wrong with that. So many people are starting to do it. I know that they make it difficult at the federal level for you to be able to do that and have that opportunity, but start your own business. Do the side hustles until they become your main focus. There's nothing wrong with that. You can figure out your health on your own as well. 90%, and I'm going to say this very generalized in my sense, 90% of the health issues out there going on right now can either be prevented based on your personal what you do to take care of yourself or can be taken care of at home without having to go to the doctor and this is coming from a guy who's been uh hours and hours and hours and hours and hours and hours and hours sitting in hospital rooms because of a sick wife who's had lupus and had other medical issues where we're sick of it and they don't do anything you go to the emergency room i'm hurting something's wrong okay here's an iv for a couple hours we'll do a scan we don't really know what to do go home come back if it's worse Here's a $2,000 bill. Done with that crap. Over it. But there's some type of malicious intent here, and I'm not talking conspiracy theory put on the tinfoil hat sort of thing. There is a malicious intent to make you feel like such a victim that it's going to overly crash the system. When you have a government that's saying you cannot do anything that you want to, we are not trying to make America great again by trying to invest in the people as in letting you invest in yourself to grow and flourish and do your own thing. We don't want you to do that. In fact, we want you to play the victim because you do not have the same opportunities as everybody else. Why do you think minority votes went up so high for Trump and for the Republicans in the last election? Because that message was finally, the proper message was finally being preached to inner cities where they don't usually hear the opportunity of, hey, yes, you have the opportunity to do something with your life. You can break the mold and go do something successful. You can start a business. You can get a higher education. You can be happy. You can do these things and you can do it without the government that for years, for years, I'm talking 50, 60, 70 years has been lying to you by saying they're going to give you that opportunity by raising other people's taxes and investing into you when they invest more money than anything else into the inner city communities. And yet, where's the opportunity has been given? Nowhere. Nowhere. You got to do it yourself. No one's going to do it for you. They can lead you to the trough, but you have to feed yourself. You have to take care of yourself. The government will never do that. So while they try to play the victim and tell you you are a victim, tell you you don't have the opportunities, tell you to quit your job because you need to be scared of COVID, shut down the entire economy, give you some social programs, get you adjusted to the social programs, then threaten to take the social programs away to get you scared, where are the unions at trying to fight against these vaccine mandates? 
They forced the vaccine. They raised the cost to businesses by all the regulations. They raised the cost to the consumer by raising inflation rates all over the place to where it's more expensive. You can't get a job to pay your proper bills. They get you in debt to where you're stuck there and you don't know how to get out of it because you're not making enough money. Then they forced you to leave the workforce. They work to automate the industries, as we just saw, a record 37% increase year over year on the automation computers and AI that's actually running a lot of these industries. Then they put you on the social program, sit you down. They say, we're going to control the businesses by taxing them. And guess what? Now you have a fascist nation down the road. It's not conspiracy theory. It's happening in front of our eyes. What are they going to do? They're going to tax the business. They're going to say that, well, climate change, we need to regulate how you produce things, how you ship things, how you sell things. Make sure you're environmentally safe. We're going to automate everything. We're going to take more of your taxes because obviously you're not paying employee taxes anymore. Tax you more. Pay it to the people sitting at home because we're going to take care of you because we're that wonderful government. I'm from the government and I'm here to help. The Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. Hey, it's Andy Hoosier. While you listen to the delightful broadcast of The Voice of Reason, don't forget to check us out and follow us on all of our social media sites. Whether you're using Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, Minds.com, or Instagram, we're there for you. Find us at Hoosier Reason on any of your social media platforms. You'll see special commentary, links to the articles and news that we use on the show, and videos of the broadcast. Plus, you can directly send us a message on social media during the show to let me know your thoughts. Many already do, and it's a great chat room for all of our great listeners. And you can always sign up for the Patreon site to get exclusive content, maybe hear show products before we air them on the radio, and a lot more. And when you support us on Patreon, you also help the show be able to fight for conservative values each and every day. So it's a win-win. Just find us at Hoosier Reason on all of your social media platforms, or you can find a link to all of our social media sites on our website at HoosierReason.com. We know you're on social media already, so bring some reason into your day. Why? Because it's kind of the reasonable thing to do. When Reason Meets Radio. You're listening to The Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. i got to admit, I think I'm in a mood today. I think I'm just in a mood today. Not necessarily bad, just feisty and a bit just done with the stupid. <laughs> done with the stupid. We have a an administration that just treats us like we're stupid, and they try to put us on these social programs. They try to scare us out of the workforce by these COVID-19 vaccine mandates. Then we leave the workforce. Then we see an increase in automation purchasing, 37% year over year with businesses just automating their lines. And then they wonder, gee, why? There's no businesses anymore. Again, I ask, where the hell are the unions trying to fight some of this stuff, fighting the vaccine mandates, stopping the federal government from trying to spend so much money, raising the inflation rates? We have 10-year low in the sediment for consumer spending. We're going into the holiday season, and you can't buy a gallon of gas or a, a gallon of milk for, uh, you know, what, seven bucks in California and some other places. We have gallons of gas that are ridiculously high as well all over the nation. Uh, and yet they're like, oh, the economy's doing great. We brought it back. Build back better. Idiots. Welcome back into the Voice Reason. Great to have you today. Radio, TV, live streaming, podcasting, trying to cram that 10 pounds of reason into that five pound bag, trying to uh, bring some reason into the everyday conversations. Let's get into our next guest. I want to talk with him because he is way smarter than me, and I think we can break down some of these bills and what's going on uh, right now in the country uh, with the latest in the climate change discussion. 
What's Trending Today. I love this guest because we had him on way before the other guys. We've had him on for, I want to say, a good couple of years now, off and on. And then I started seeing him pop up on these national shows. He's on Joe Peggs, which we love Joe Peggs. He's on some other shows as well. He is the executive director for the CO2 Coalition. He is author of the book Inconvenient Facts, the science that Al Gore doesn't want you to know. Super happy to have back on here Gregory Wrightstone with us. Greg, how are you, my friend? Yeah, good. I was just on with Joe last night. and uh, oh, No, right. no, it was two days ago. Yeah. And uh, so I, I love Joe Pags. I love Andy Hooser, but I mean, I'm Joe's, I'm sorry, he's just a little bit, maybe, you're, you're maybe number two, he's maybe number one. But, <laughs> Joe's a great guy. We love oh, him. Oh, he is. And, and the other thing, I, I, I just was, uh, I was blowing away Candace Owens team called me up we said we want you to come down in nashville uh and i went down and she got sat down with her for a 22 minute uh interview for her podcast of course uh book sales you know went to number one in three categories on amazon so i love it this book won't die it's still uh incredible but there's you know we're not here to to talk about me although i like doing that i could go Mm -hmm. all night uh we're, we're here to talk about climate change and we talked just off air there's so much going on that yeah. you know, I hardly know where to start between shutting down a pipeline in Michigan, the reconciliation bill, the infrastructure bill, uh, COP26 convention that just ended up in Scotland to, to try and destroy the Western economies. Yeah, well, it um, seems like the federal government, it seems like the Biden administration right now, their main focus is nothing but climate change between, like you mentioned, it's mentioned in all the bills between the infrastructure and the reconciliation bill uh, with him wanting these bills done before he went to Scotland, which obviously didn't quite happen as he was trying to talk about all the great things that we're doing here in the country. This is, uh, while Donald Trump's message was, let's just bring the country back and get things rolling again it seems like the biden administration with everything that they're doing has the intent of we're going to now control the private economy because of the uh, terms of climate change yeah let's just start with the michigan pipeline because they're they're saying now that there was a it's called line five coming down out of out of canada into the upper peninsula of michigan bringing a huge quantity of liquids including propane uh, down in there uh they say now we're not going to shut it down. I'm not so sure because if you think about it, just about every decision that this administration's made since since the first day, since January 6th uh, or before, uh, was uh, has been the wrong one and has been destructive. So I don't, I'm not holding my breath. Uh, you know, the worst thing he could do for America would be to shut down that pipeline, and he's got a history of doing exactly that. Um, so. Yeah. And that's that. That's that. We had up in uh, the Scotland. Uh, we had world leaders from all over the world gathering together to commit, make commitments to reduce their emissions. Except the big story that came out of Scotland it was called COP26. Was who didn't show up, or actually who didn't agree to do anything? And that's think about who didn't show up: Putin, Russia, President Xi from China. Prime Minister Modi went, but he said that he thumbed his nose at him and says, heck no, we're going to keep keep going. And Brazil, those four countries represent 40% of the population of the earth that says, heck no, we're not going to, we're not going to rein in our, our, our carbon dioxide emissions. No, they all want a vibrant, growing economy. And they all know that the only way to get that is with reliable, abundant, affordable energy that doesn't come from wind or solar. Um, so that, that, that to me was the big story coming out of Scotland was, was, uh, nearly, 
a majority of the nations of the earth just said, no, we're not going to go along with it. Yeah. Let's go back to the pipeline for just a second. There was an audio clip floating around this week about a, a journalist interviewing the Biden administration about, you know, these gas prices and why they're so expensive and can we start producing more oil? And it really turned into just a laughing stock of, oh, like we can control OPEC because to them, they've they set up this perfect kind of scenario to where while they've shut down some of our drilling and our oil here in the nation and we've become not energy independent like we were under the Trump administration, within just the first few months now, we've not we've now become not independent on our own energy we're waiting for opec to produce more oil and send us more oil to hopefully be able to lower gas prices and then they trade try to play the victim of well it's out of our hands there's nothing we can do here because of this uh how many people do you think this actually buys into or do you think people are like yeah okay this is crap let's get back to drilling oil like we used to do just a couple years ago yeah, well, the clip you're referencing, I'm sure it was one of Energy Secretary Jennifer Granholm. Yeah. The interviewer asked her, he says, well, well, what's your plan for reducing uh, energy costs? And she just threw her back, head back and just laughed and laughed. She thought that was so funny. Yeah. You know, there's nothing we can do. Yeah, there is. Well, actually, there's a lot that you can do that's wrong. And, uh, uh, you know, they, 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 they've done it with the XL pipeline, canceled that, and more. Uh, Arctic National Wildlife Refuge canceled that. Uh, canceled leases in the Gulf of Mexico. Uh, increased regulations on on energy production. All these things are causing uh, energy prices to skyrocket, and it's it the the industry knows that they're pulling back. Um, all these equity companies are pulling back investment because they're being forced to agree to these. Uh, ESR regulations that they have to subscribe and genuflect to the to the green energy gods. Yeah. Um, so no, there there's a lot they could do. Donald Trump, um, he didn't do anything, which was the right thing to do. He kind of just got out of the way right. and let American entrepreneurs and American uh, energy producers do what they do best, and that's that's effectively that's the way it's supposed to be done. Produce oil and gas. Yeah, that's the way it's supposed to be done. I hear I heard a rumor that come up this winter with people trying to heat their homes that natural gas bills could be up fifty to a hundred percent compared to what we saw last year because of the shortage and because of the prices right now. Oh, absolutely. Uh, we were blessed. Energy cost prices were uh, astronomically low. Uh, well, and I used to be in that sector. And going back to the early 2000s and mid-2000s, before the, the the big horizontal drilling fracking revolution came about, they were projecting 20-plus, 20 $25 gas prices by uh, 2015. And then this hit, and actually in Texas, they were paying companies to take the gas because uh, it's associated gas that came along with the oil, and nobody wanted it. Uh, and in, in Appalachia, home of the, the largest natural gas reserves in the world, from the Utica, the Marcellus, and the Burkett Shales, three three super giant reservoirs that have only recently been barely tapped. Um, prices there were were under a dollar in MCF. And again, right now you're probably paying something on the order of six or seven or eight dollars per MCF at the house. Um, wow. But but no, your 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 home gas. I um, I love I love heating my home with natural gas. My wife loves cooking uh, on the stovetop powered by natural gas. Yep. But Joe Biden says no. His plan is to keep and ban you from heating your home and and 
and cooking your meals over natural gas. That, that, that he's flat out stated it there that you know he he wants us all to move away to all the electric homes, all the electric cars, um, and it's it, it's it's stupidity to think that we're going to be able to do that without actually having a a source of energy that we can rely on. Yeah, exactly. We got just about a minute or so before we have to take a break here, but kind of, I want to tee this up as you mentioned, going everything electric, the electric cars, the electric home and everything. Uh, We always see the fun little memes on social media about the electric car that's supposed to be environmentally friendly while we're charging the battery from an electricity unit that's being powered by coal energy or something else. How realistic is this? And are electric vehicles actually saving the environment or helping with CO2 in any way, shape, or form? Or does it not really matter one way or the other? Uh-oh, did we lose him? Maybe we lost him. Gregory Wright, so we'll see if we can get and can't came back on. We got just about a minute before we have to take a break anyways. But I want to, I, I, that's a serious question. I mean, we know that we have coal-powered energy. We know we have natural gas. We know we have uh, nuclear or whatever we use across the nation in different parts of the country to produce the energy to actually get to the homes and actually be able to warm us or to charge uh, our phones and our computers or whatever else we have to. So I'm curious at to what level it takes and do we actually save energy do we actually consume less or more energy based on one way or the other because i don't know that we do so we'll talk with gregory right and we'll get him back on the uh, on here for that after the break when we come back plus i want to get the details about this infrastructure ban because this plan was essentially 99, 95% Green New Deal initiative as we try to rebuild the country across the nation. Because apparently, remember, highways are racist, and we need to deconstruct them, and we need to rebuild the nation from scratch on an environmental basis. What does that all mean? We'll do that when we come back here. We'll get Greg back on the program. It's the Voice of Reason for a Friday. Lots more to get to right here on the show. Stay here. The Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. Hey, it's Andy Hoosier with The Voice of Reason. Fighting for conservative principles seems more difficult all the time. The progressive left seems to find new and creative ways to limit freedom, abuse power, and trample the Constitution each and every day. That's why we need the knowledge, resources, and common sense to push back. And we can help with that. Visit our website at HoosierReason.com. There's some really great stuff for you. You can read the latest blog discussing topical issues and current events. Let us know your thoughts by filling out our monthly survey. Keep track of what I might be doing or where I may be speaking. Listen to the podcast of your favorite guest or show. And check out our latest Voice of Reason product infomercials. Plus, you can find upcoming show schedules and guest lineups to plan your radio listening appropriately. And finally, make sure to become a Hoosier-holic by subscribing to the free newsletter. Stay up to date on the latest news of the show, fun facts of the month, and learn new ways to defend and preserve this great republic. It's all there at HoosierReason.com. Again, HoosierReason.com. Go check it out. Why? Because it's kind of the reasonable thing to do. Miss part of the show? Don't worry about it. There's plenty of ways to catch the program. And here's how you can do it. First, make sure to tune in every day right here on your favorite radio station. We're here for you. Second, subscribe to the podcast on any of your favorite sites. YouTube and iTunes, Spotify and Google Play, TuneIn, Podbean, and more. Have the show automatically downloaded to your favorite device. Last, visit our website at HoosierReason.com. You can listen to the podcast, catch our special features, and more. It's the voice of reason on radio, TV, and online. Helping you defend and preserve this great republic. 
Hey, it's Andy Hoosier. Want to reach out to the show? A big part of the program is you, and we want to hear from you. Let us know your thoughts of the show, maybe a guest we've had on the program, or my favorite, when you disagree with something that I talk about. You can email me at HoosierMediaNetwork at gmail.com or send us a message through our website at HoosierReason.com. The show's not about me. It's about you. So be heard and be your own voice of reason. Again, email me at HoosierMediaNetwork at gmail.com or find our contact information at HoosierReason.com. You're listening to The Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. Oh, it goes by way too fast. Hey, by the way, programming note, we are about to make an announcement in a little bit about some new um, outlets that we'll be broadcasting on for The Voice of Reason as we continue to grow multiple radio stations, multiple TV stations, live streaming, podcasting, wherever you may be watching or listening. We always love you and appreciate you very much. We'll have some of that here the next, I don't know, week or two. Also, really exciting news. The Hoosier Media Network's got some good stuff going on. We'll have some more updates on that here shortly as well. Right now, we do have him back on the line, Gregory Wrightstone, CO2 Coalition, author of the book Inconvenient Facts, the science that Al Gore doesn't want you to know. Greg, I don't know if you heard it or not, but I teed up a question as we went into the break about these electric cars and going electric on everything because that's apparently the new cool hip thing to be environmentally friendly. Does it actually save the environment because electricity really comes from the coal plants or the nuclear plants or from the whatever plant that is generating the electricity in the first place? So while you may not have as much of the stuff coming out of the back of your vehicle when it's electric, you got to be charging the battery somehow. Are we actually saving the environment in any way by going electric on everything? Well, those are coal-fired cars. They're not... They're not actually electric clean vehicles. That that electricity, like you say, has to come from somewhere. And most people that are that are pushing this don't look at the back end or the front end. By the front end, I mean, what do you need to build these? The batteries you need cobalt that's predominantly mined in in um, uh, the Congo using underage teenage young teenage boys, twelve and fourteen years old, to mine it, and then it's shipped to China for processing. Or all the rare earth elements, the critical minerals, uh, including lithium and, and these rare earths with bizarre names, uh, again dominated by the Chinese market. Uh, the other thing people don't talk about are the are the huge dangers of these things. Lithium is a very very unstable. It's a it's an alkali metal actually, uh, like sodium, but but it, it's very lithium is very unstable and it, it can combust. Uh, spontaneously, we've seen that with electric buses in China and Germany. In fact, Bavaria has banned uh, a number of cities in Bavaria have banned uh, electric vehicles in parking garages for this reason. Wow. And just think about this. Think, think it hasn't happened yet, but think about when when one of these vehicles does catch fire, they just have to let it burn um, and just let it burn itself out. What happens when there's one of these that happen, that it combusts in an underground parking garage or underneath an apartment building or an office building? How do you put it out? You yeah. can't. And the, the, the toxic fumes that are released, I just read a report, uh, claimed that an enclosed setting like that, that might even, the fumes are so toxic, might even be worse than the flames. It's hard to believe, but that's what this report stated. Um, that's going to lead to horrific consequences. And, you know, I... I I'm not wishing for it to happen, but when it does, when when some tragedy like that really comes, it's, it'll be the death 
of this nascent electric uh, vehicle industry. Uh, and, and let me ask you this. Uh, let's say you're living in New Orleans with your wife, and um, there's a Category 4 storm bearing down on New Orleans. And, and in your garage, you've got a fully charged, brand-new Tesla. And right next to it, you've got a 2004 Ford Taurus with a full tank of gas. Mm-hmm. Which one are you going to drive north to escape the storm? Yeah, that's a great question. It's going to be the Taurus. Yeah, exactly. No, they don't see these things because, again, we've been conditioned to not worry about the worst-case scenario, to not try and prepare ourselves, to not have the emergency fund or the savings account to, you know, ready to go, to not prepare for our retirement, to not worry about the long-term things, to not try and put some canned food in your house if you have an emergency, and to not worry about what your car is going to be able to do in times of emergency and situations. We've been conditioned on a lot of these fronts, and I think it's a little scary how many people buy into this stuff. Yeah, well, think about it, too. You you get some pretty severe storms at time in the winter out there, snowstorms, and I'll bet everybody listening to you this has been caught in a snowstorm before, haven't? I know you have, I have. Yeah. It just you, maybe you just pull, what happens when you're in that Taurus? Well, you can't <laughs> run the heater because you're going to burn through that battery even faster. And now, uh, you know, and, and also in cold weather, it doesn't work very well. The batteries don't work very well at all. Yeah, they get sucked um, dry pretty quick. Yeah, what are you going to do? You're stuck in a snowstorm. You can't run the heater. You're out of almost out of electric or out of electric by now. You you and the wife are going to you're going to you're going to get out of the car, trudge through the snow to the to the uh, SUV behind you that's that's got a V8 exactly. and knock on the window. Please let us in. We're going to freeze to death. Oh, Greg, they don't and, want you to travel during the winter. They want you to stay home, just stay on that government dime and don't worry, we'll take care of you. We're out of time, my friend. I could talk to you for hours. I love having you on the program. We'd love to being able to talk to you for all the years we have. It's Gregory Wrightstone, CO2 Coalition. You can find them also the book at uh, Inconvenient Facts, inconvenientfacts.xyz. Greg, it's always good. We'll get you back on again soon, my friend. All right. Thank you. Always a pleasure. We'll do that again soon. That does it for us today. Back at it on Monday. Until then, be your own voice of reason. This is The Voice of Reason. I'm Andy Hoosier. We'll see you on the radio. Hey, it's Andy Hoosier. While you listen to the delightful broadcast of The Voice of Reason, don't forget to check us out and follow us on all of our social media sites. Whether you're using Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, Minds.com, or Instagram, we're there for you. Find us at Hoosier Reason on any of your social media platforms. You'll see special commentary, links to the articles and news that we use on the show, and videos of the broadcast. Plus, you can directly send us a message on social media during the show to let me know your thoughts. Many already do, and it's a great chat room for all of our great listeners. And you can always sign up for the Patreon site to get exclusive content, maybe hear show products before we air them on the radio, and a lot more. And when you support us on Patreon, you also help the show be able to fight for conservative values each and every day. So it's a win-win. Just find us at Hoosier Reason on all of your social media platforms, or you can find a link to all of our social media sites on our website at HoosierReason.com. We know you're on social media already, so bring some reason into your day. Why? Because it's kind of the reasonable thing to do.